please silence your cell phones, hold our sidebar conversations to a minimum, and we will get into this episode of the People Process Progress podcast in three, two, one. Hey everyone, welcome back to the People Process Progress podcast, particularly to this episode 41, The Clifton Strengths and Importance of Self-Assurance for Project Managers. You may be wondering what are Clifton strengths again? Uh, well, they are strengths that were identified by Don Clifton, um, who is a the, the father, it says on the book here, of psychology and the inventor of the Clifton strengths. Uh, and there's 34 of these strengths that folks can look at. There's an assessment that comes with the book. The book is called Strengths Finder 2.0. It's from Gallup also and Tom Rath. Um, and it's called Discover Your Clifton Strengths. Um, it's actually, I pulled it off the shelf. It's my wife's book. Um, it's very good. It has some very realistic uh Feedback in here, and the focus really is on in this book is to not just focus on areas for improvement. In fact, it's it's kind of the opposite: is to assess yourself and look at what are you good at, and not ignore any weaknesses or any areas that you could shore up a little bit, but build on your strengths instead of um, just focusing on stuff you have to improve. And by building your strengths, then you can pull yourself up, your teammates up, your organization up. So it's a pretty cool concept. Check it out. Uh, again, it's StrengthsFinder 2.0 from Gallup. It comes with an online test. You can also go to the website, uh, Clifton Strengths, and I'll put that link in the show notes uh, and pay, I think it's like 50 bucks for an assessment. I haven't done the assessment yet, um, so I'll plan to do that and then I'll come back. So what I did, and I'm going to try and keep, just like it, just like I mentioned in episode 40, um, with those foundational five things to starting a podcast, is I'm going to give those foundational five things for this episode. Um, I'll go through with the objectives, uh, and in particular, these with each of the strengths that you are identified with. And for me, without taking the assessment, I identified with the self-assurance uh, uh, strength. So I'm pretty self-assured, self-confident. Um, I have had that be an advantage sometimes, and I've had that be a disadvantage sometimes where I was overconfident or cocky or something, and I'm sure other folks out there have too. So what I'm gonna do is parallel what Clifton Strengths book mentions are uh, good things or things to consider rather if you have these this trait, this self-assurance, and then what can we as project managers do or adapt these because I don't, I don't see a one-to-one in everything here, and I'll explain why as we go through, um, but, but certainly great guidance. And, and I think self-assurance as a project manager is critical. You know, when you're someone that's called in to help bring together folks that may be strangers, you're strangers to them, you haven't met before, and now you're dealing with lots of money, lots of people, lots of stuff, facilities, et cetera, um, you gotta have some self-assurance. And so hopefully through this episode, um, we can share this experience of looking at the Clifton strengths and how we can kind of morph those a little bit specifically for project managers. So like we like to do with these foundational five things, let's talk about what the why is or the mission for this episode. So it's to me thinking about it to empower current or future project managers to understand that while, and this is a quote from the book, from the Clifton Strengths book, we cannot be anything we want to be. We can be a lot more of who we already are. And so that's paraphrased from Strength Finder uh, 2.0, page nine. And I think it's great, you know, and it's true because both for America, for people, a lot of times folks here or are told are the ones telling you can be anything you want as long as you work hard. And that's not necessarily true, right? I was never going to be in the NFL if I had put a lot more into it or other sports or something. Um, I don't know that I had the natural ability combined with the tenacity in here 
some may say, well, that's just a quitter's attitude. But I think there's a lot of reality in that quote, again, from page nine, that you, know, you can't necessarily be anything, but you can you know, focus on your strengths and be a lot more than you already are. And again, I paraphrase it to change it a little bit, but I think that's a great thing. And I think that's you know, something that looking at these strengths and talking through particularly self-assurance, which is one of the, the 34 strengths in the book, for project managers is something that's really good. So my objective uh, for this episode is to provide a brief synopsis of the Strengths Finder 2.0 book, uh, which I kind of did a little bit, um, and then more so really get into it to provide listeners uh, and myself, because I always learn something when I'm sitting here talking to the microphone or somebody else for sure, uh, provide the listener with my viewpoint on being a self-assured but team-oriented project manager, right? And that's where we'll get into some of the conflicts I have with, again, these are straight definitions of what a self-assured um person would have their traits. So not necessarily always the best way to implement it, but just a, you know, kind of a personality screen. Um, but what we'll discuss are these, these 10 ideas for action that each strength has, if that's what you're assessed with. And then these three suggestions, if you find yourself working with others that have the same strengths as you, uh, you know, two self-assured folks that want to be in charge or do things don't always get along together, but there's some great strategies, both in this book. And then hopefully in this episode that I talk about for project managers. So, before we get into that, what is self-assurance? Well, according to the Clifton Strengths book, it's self-confidence, right? You you have confidence in yourself and your abilities and your knowledge uh, in how you can bring people together, how you can talk to folks, particularly as a project manager. And that's a good way to approach things, both humbly but confident, I think, right? And so, you know, part of that defining statement um, that I agree with and identify with that's in the book that that's a, a kind of a preface or the paragraphs before they get into those 10 steps for self-assurance is, in the D, for someone that has self-assurance. So if you take the assessment and you get identified with it, or you just identify with it like I did um, pre-assessment, and again, I'll do that and see what the official feedback is, is that, quote, in the deepest part of you, you have faith in your strengths. You know that you are able, able to take risks, able to meet new challenges, able to state claims, and most important, able to deliver. So think about that as a project manager we manage risks, accept risks, mitigate, all that kind of stuff all the time, right? Every new project is a challenge, I would say. Um, we can state claims as project managers that yes, we've completed these tasks, yes, we've met this milestone, and certainly we have to be able to deliver. We have to deliver our team, our tasks, um, you know, to leadership, to business owners, and all those kind of things. So I think that's a great statement. Um, here's part of the statement that I disagree with, and again, I'm not a, you know, a psychologist, but just as a professional, as just me, um, here's something that I don't necessarily agree with and so, and I'll give you the comment afterwards. So quote, and because no one sees exactly what you see, you know that no one can make your decisions for you. No one can tell you what to think, they can guide, they can suggest. So I think that is where self-assurance can cross the line into arrogance, right? If you're self-assured, but you don't want to hear from other people, you don't want to incorporate their ideas, particularly as a project manager, that's not a good thing at all. So I don't subscribe to that piece of it. But again, part of these definitions are kind of a pure, you tested this, here's what that equals. Oftentimes you've had that. And, and certainly I've had times in my life where I was too bullheaded and I've learned from it. Um, now, particularly as a project manager that is certainly not the subject matter expert in everything or, or you know, a lot of things, you, you just can't think that you're the only one that can make the decisions. And sometimes that involves, you know, uncomfortable decisions with other folks. But that's, again, part of being a project manager, right? Um, another part of the statements or part of the self-assured statement or, or definition and outline is that, quote, but you alone have the authority to, to form conclusions, make decisions and act. 
for project managers, obviously, you know, to me, the first thing I thought of was that quote from uh, or statement from the movie Top Gun, negative ghostwriter, the pattern is full when you want to buzz the tower. Um, I think it's just wrong, right? So, you know, as a self-assured PM, it does come with decision-making authority sometimes, but I think we are not the one that can or should act or decide alone, right? We get uh, information and guidance from all our subject matter experts, technical experts, leadership, and so all that's formulated for us to put together and queue up in big decisions. Now, does that mean if you're at a critical go, no go, you know you have authorization from leadership, you know you have the right information, and maybe your team is paused and waiting for that assurance, and you say, you know what, I'll take the heat, let's go? Um, absolutely. But again, the statements when there's like always or you alone, I think in some of this self-assured is, is just too over the top. And so that's one thing I would use caution with. And that's part of the assessment too, is to say, hey, you may have this trait, but be aware of this kind of thing. And so for me, definitely don't as a PM make decisions on your own um, as, a, as a standard, right? So that's kind of the precursor that is in the section about self-assurance in the book. And then I mentioned these 10 actions uh, for, you know, that they recommend. So if you're, if you're assessed at self-assured and every, every one of the strengths does this, but if you're assessed with this, here are 10 actions that you should take. And so what I'm going to do is talk about the official Clifton action, and then I'm going to give you my two cents uh, on what I think or my interpretation on how project managers could interpret that and maybe put that into action. So the first first Clifton Strength action for self-assured folks is here's the official thing quote: Look for startup situations for which no rulebook exists. You will be at your best when you are asked to make any decisions. End quote. Very good, right? Be ready for that. For me as a PM, I think this could be look for and find comfort in situations where you can guide yourself and your project team through uncharted waters. Right. So as a project manager, don't be afraid of the project you haven't done before. Uh, certainly with COVID-19, gosh, we've all pivoted like crazy. Right. Hey, we're going to have you go help this department. You're going to have to think fast. You're going to have to change. That just develops us better. And I think, you know, startup situations, no rule, no rule book making decisions. If you're self-assured, you're comfortable there. If you're newer in the profession, that this will come with experience. But even if you're brand new, you just either got your PMP, which again is the cert, but you're just getting officially kind of into the business, um, be confident in yourself, right? You're there to do good, admit you don't know everything, but be comfortable in these situations where there is no rule book. Strength number two or action two, they suggest for self-assured folks, and I, I suggest is a little bit different for PMs, is to seek roles in which you convince people to see your point of view. So this is again where it gets into you're so self-assured you want to drive people a certain direction. For me as a project manager for this second action, I would really think that uh, for my statement, it's to seek leadership roles where your confidence can help your team and others succeed, right? So you're still looking for roles, but not to convince other people to say, hey, you need to switch to my point of view. You're saying, hey, I am happy to lead that team. I'm happy to lead this organization or whatever. But I'm gonna I'm gonna lift you all up. I'm gonna help the team, right? Because that's that's what we do. We facilitate process and we we support the team as project managers. Um, self assurance, uh, Clifton action, uh, Clifton strength action three. Let your self confidence show. It can be contagious and will help the people around you grow. Honestly, for this one, for for my action three for project managers, as I interpret it, same as the second one, right? Why why make it different? Um, I think if you're seeking leadership roles, if your confidence is high, if you're helping others succeed, then you're letting your self confidence show. And some of this has shown an example that, that I've done or seen other folks is you have what's called command presence, you know, head up, shoulders back, one of Jordan Peterson's tenants, you know, for life and. 
Um, it's just a good thing to do. It displays I'm confident without being, you know, arrogant or cocky. And it, it builds other people, right? If you're if you're looking down, if you're either on your phone all the time or, or you're just really not engaged, um, the the tempo of the team, even over video, you know, web cameras now through Zoom or Skype or whatever, people can tell. So sit up straight, be engaged, be confident, jump in and and you know, lead those teams like all of you out there are already. So let's go through Clifton Strength Action number four, quote, realize that sometimes you will find it hard to put your certainty in or intuition into words, possibly leading others to see you as self-righteous. Wow, that's directly kind of that line between so self-assured and self-righteous. And, and for me, though, as a project manager, this action, I would say maintain your confidence as a project manager. But remember the mantra, no egos, no silos, and let your subject matter experts guide the how of the project, right? I've said no egos, no silos on on the old um, Between the Slides podcast, certainly on this podcast and in life and when I taught Incident Command and and on project teams and it and it's true, right? So, you know, make sure that you're always, always out there showing your confidence, but you're always recognizing no ego starts with you, uh, no ego starts with your team and certainly no silos in communication. That's a, that's a huge thing. So, you know, you want to avoid being seen, as they say, as self-righteous uh, just because you want to get your point across. That's not really going to help anybody there, I don't think. Clifton Strength Action number five for self-assurance is your independent streak can leave you standing alone, right? There's another there's another danger. You're so self-assured and you want to do it on your own that you may leave your team behind or alienate, alienate yourself. And that's so good. And so for me, that's to build your project team into a coalition. And, and again, remembering back to number four, no egos, no silos is, is a huge deal and very helpful. Clifton Strength number six out of 10. Again, this is from the self-assurance section in the StrengthsFinder 2.0. It, this is this is on page 157 is where self-assurance is if you happen to already have the book or are gonna get the book. Um, so again, I advise getting that. Also, requesting you maybe uh, subscribe to this. Check out peopleprocessprogress.com. I just updated the website so you can listen to all the episodes on the player. Um, need to add some of the most recent episodes, but the format is there, so it should be handy. Again, reach out to me at uh, peopleprocessprogress at gmail.com. Let's go to action number six. So from the book, it says, partner with someone with strong strategic, deliberative, or futuristic talents, right? So this is where um, Clifton Strength say, hey, if you've been assessed with self-assurance, that's awesome you need to kind of balance that or supplement or partner with these other folks that have strategic view that are deliberative in their work and then have these futuristic vision talents. For me, you know, a project manager action number six I would make is to stay engaged with organization and project leadership who can really help you be and stay aware of the 30,000 foot view, right? So sometimes when we're doing projects, we're task oriented, we're kind of ground level focused and we're not always connected or aware of the program management level or even the organizational level that we always need to be connected to. So as a project manager, especially your sponsor or if you do regular report outs with other leaders, making sure you're connected with them, getting feedback and communicating with them often to you know supplement the self-assurance that you have and confidence as you lead your team through these projects. Clifton Strength Action number seven from the book is, is don't assume that others are similarly wired, meaning e.g. hard work, long hours, confidence, et cetera. And some of these are truncated, so you'll if you read the book, there's a longer statement, but that captures it. So again, not everyone's like you. And for me, I think for action number seven as a project manager is to work to do your best as a project manager and team member, but also reach out to others in your organization and your team to help them level up as needed, right? So 
whether they want to or not is up to you and the conversation, the relationship you have with them. If you're setting the example by just doing good work, that can do it indirectly, right? But um, not everyone's gonna be like you. Not everyone's gonna use the same tools you do. Not everybody's gonna talk like you or be as forward as you. So that's part of also our communication skills there, I think, tie into this action number seven. Uh, Clifton Strength action number eight. When there's chaos around you, intentionally display and share the calm and certainty within you. And I, I touched on this on a previous one. This is uh, to think of it as command presence. And a great example of this that was in um, one of the, the first episodes I did in, in between the slides, episode 10, where I did leadership lessons from Gettysburg that I learned on a staff ride, meaning I went to the Battle of Gettysburg, uh, the battlefield, learned from incident management and military leaders. And so the example was Ulysses S. Grant. Um, the advice from him or the example from him is he was imperturbable, which means he didn't get upset easy. Um, there's a story about glass falling onto a chair from very high from a, you know, he was just sitting in the chair. He had gotten up and he looks down, brushes the glass off, sits back down. He used to whittle wood under gunfire, you know, when they were, when they were during the civil war. And so your command presence is your confidence is your comfort level. And again, your calmness. So let's say one of your risks become an issue. It happens. What are you going to do about it? Don't freak out. Let's work together. You have to stay calm. You have to focus. You have to circle back to your objectives. Okay, are we still working toward these? Okay, do we have the people we need? Do we have the stuff and the resources? And are we communicating? And just go through that cycle. We've talked about using the, the OODA loop. We've talked about pace contingency planning. So there's a lot of things we can do ahead of time. And as project managers, we've put the work in to identify risks, right? And we've put risk responses or we've put um, things we can do if those risks become issues. And so, you know, if there's chaos uh, around you, whether it's a regular project or COVID and you're pivoting, take a breath, look around, make a call. That one's a quote from Jocko, uh, Will Lincoln, Leif Babin from their extreme ownership, but it's a great statement and just breathe, right? Taking some of those deep breaths, talk to my kids about it. I do it, you know, when you're upset, when stuff's going on, help you focus, get that oxygen going, you all get it. Clifton Strength Action 9, set ambitious goals. Love this one, right? If, if we're sitting, we're stagnant. If we're not moving forward, we're getting worse. For me as a project manager, kind of, you know, interpreting that is to set ambitious goals, one, for yourself personally, because you got to take care of yourself, right? Physical exercise, I've talked about that a lot. Physical and mental exercise, it's, it's huge. Whatever fashion you do, whether it's anything from a walk to jujitsu to working out to whatever, you got to free yourself, take care of yourself before you can really be productive in the workplace. Professionally, right, for sure. How are you advancing your skill set with the tools you have at work? How are you learning about tools outside of work? Are you looking at a certification to build on? For me, I'm already a project management professional. I'm very proud of that, but I'm looking to the next one, the, the PMP-ACP, like looking at more agile, looking at those. And again, showing like I've talked about, it's a credential. Um, it's something that shows you studied and, and you passed, but it's also professional development recognition. So you've taken care of yourself. You're exercising, maybe eating a little better, sleeping a little better. Okay, now I'm going to professionally grow. I'm going to talk to my leaders about how I can do that, how I can help the org as I do that. And, you know, also, how are we going to help our teams get better? So is there, are there folks we can get training for on our teams? Is that part of the project? Or are there funds, even if it's not part of the requirements of the project, which I've been on those where it says uh, maybe your maintenance folks have to get this training to be certified on this device, right? But what if it's good to do that anyway? So look at how you take care of yourself personally, professionally, professionally. Um, 
and get your project teams squared away to as much as you can and set ambitious goals for everyone. You know, maybe a more aggressive timeline. If you've got, you know, that Cracker Jack team we talked about or we've talked about before, um, sometimes it just falls into place, which is great. The 10th of the Clifton Strength actions is you don't have a great need for direction and support from others. Self-assurance is totally that. And I know I fall into this. I'm sure many of you fall into it from not having to wait to have somebody tell you every step of the way, which is invaluable. And it's, it's, I really feel what leaders want. That doesn't mean that you're completely disconnected and go off on your own though. So to me, the 10th action from a PM perspective is to be confident and comfortable with day-to-day decision-making, but don't lag behind uh, with the needs of escalation of issues or close communication gaps, right? So again, Day-to-day, if you have to check in constantly with your boss or with the sponsor or with the business owner, maybe you have to because that's how your organization said you had to do it. If they don't, um, then some of that's going to be overkill. And again, at some point, if you're a project manager and you constantly need reassurance and you constantly need to be told, yep, you can do that. Yeah, that's right. You need to look at one, do you want to do this anymore? And two, Or better, more positively, look at, okay, what can I do to build my confidence up or who can I talk to to help reassure me and have those good discussions with your peers uh, and and just kind of look at yourself. But it's a big thing to be comfortable day to day. Again, not walking off into the sunset by yourself by always making sure if you're stuck on an issue and you're trying to manage it and manage it and do the best you can, you have to escalate. You have to go to the next level. You can do it professionally. You can talk to the person. If you're still not getting action, you as a project manager, you've just got to push things forward and you've got to escalate to the next level or to the person that can get you help um, and certainly close communication gaps, right? So even if you feel super self-assured, as the book says, and, and you're, you don't feel a great need for direction and support from others, you need to be communicating. They need to know what's happening, be up to date on the status of your project, um, on any issues that come up so no one gets surprised. And so, you know, that's, that's a, a big deal there, I think, to make sure that you're always escalating when you need to and closing communication gaps, even if you're super comfortable making those decisions. So that was the actions, right? And not too long and just a little over 20 minutes. Um, so should you be commuting if you're headed back to work? Maybe you're at work. So congratulations on getting there and stay safe or coming home whenever you listen to this. Um, if you're home like I am working, hopefully this was a nice break. Uh, or in the background as you're getting some work done. So now we've got these actions from the Clifton Strength book, uh, Strengths Finder 2.0. Again, I recommend it. Uh, it's a pretty good read, even if you haven't done the assessment. Uh, but again, I'm going to take the assessment in the future and report back and would look forward to hearing from you all. Um, again, we'll give you contact info or you, you've maybe heard it before, peopleprocessprogress at gmail.com. Uh, you can go to the Facebook page and communicate with me there. I'm on LinkedIn, Kevin Pinnell. So let's go to three suggestions for working with other self-assured teammates like you. So I would say not everyone could maybe work with themselves. Um, so these are some great suggestions from the Clifton Strengths book. And the first one is to give folks that are self-assured leeway to make decisions, right? And for me, um, I translate this for, for project managers from something that I heard in the incident management world and incident command is trust but verify. Right. So as you as you begin to make decisions, um, you need to be a little closer at 
with the team and seeing what they do and how they do it. Cause you're still building relationships. You're still building trust. And that doesn't mean you start off with distrust, but you can trust that person. They say they get it done, but you're accountable. You're responsible. You have to report on these things. Um, as you build a relationship, begin to decentralize more. And if you're a Jocko fan, like I am, you've heard that right. Decentralized command, not a new concept. In fact, in, in one of his recent episodes, he talked about this ancient um, Chinese theory from like 300 something um, BC. So, you know, Letting your team do things, but still staying close, that trust but verify is great. I, I, I like that statement, and it's true. An example, for a project manager at Project Startup, you're going to set the tone internally and with vendors. Like, hey, here's the systems we use. Here, you know, I'll send out the weekly check-in calls. Um, as your teams begin to norm, right, as they go, get to those phases, you know, storming, norming, forming, performing, um, and perform, then you can leave the self-organization to your team. I've been very lucky and, and fortunate to have uh, teammates that just knew what they needed to do under the auspice of the objectives and the leader's intent for the project. And we still checked in weekly, but then they just got stuff done between those calls. So it was truly a check-in call, not a work call every week where we were trying to figure out what was happening. So again, leave that self-organization to your subject matter experts um, to determine courses of action as you build that trust, right? So that's a good way if you have a bunch of self-assured people build the trust, build a relationship, and then let them roll on and do what they do. That's why they're on your team, right? Um, the second suggestion for working with other self-assured people is to help people with self-assurance understand that their decisions and actions do produce, do produce outcomes, right? So this kind of circles back to some of the stuff we talked about, avoiding a self-righteous air about you or cockiness or something like that. For me as a project manager, I think we should clearly illustrate and communicate like how a teammate or fellow um, project managers, feedback, input, or guidance led directly to the completion of tasks or improved performance in projects, right? So this is kind of um, where we you punish in private and praise in public. So I'm all about, you know, praising in public. If somebody else, you know, asked the question or did the work or, or brought up the question or pushed back on something that made our project more efficient or outcomes better so we didn't rush past something, I'm going to let everyone know all the leaders on the leadership calls that I'm on because they deserve it, right? And they may or may not get ex get that exposure. So that's a huge thing to do, I think. Um, the third the third suggestion from the Clifton Strengths book for self-assured people working with other self-assured people is that self-assured people need clear feedback to inform their instincts or a like self-confidence may uh, overclaim or, or, or make major misjudgments, right? So maybe you're too much ahead of yourself, you're too self-confident, you're not listening to people, you make bad judgments or self-judgments or misjudgments, um, and that can be a problem, right? So one good example, and this was some of the some of the best, uh, some of the best folks I worked with really ever were, uh, were my teammates on the incident management teams, um, and they're great friends of mine. And so one of those guys was my boss in the big bike race. He was the planning section chief, I was a resource unit leader, we were tracking tons of people and we did after actions on each other and reviews, which is great, right? You need to give and get honest feedback. But the first time I ever had to do this is when I was a, a petty officer in the United States Navy and I had to do a review for my one of my really good friends. Guy was in my wedding and it wasn't the greatest review and it's a super challenge, right? But you have to give other folks that feedback and let them know, uh, you know, to, for project managers in particular. So be ready to give and receive that, that objective, honest and open feedback. We have to. This goes way back to earlier when we were talking about no egos, no silos for yourself. If someone's going to give you that feedback, you have to be ready to accept it. And so that example I was talking about when I was the resource unit leader, so I was tracking over like 7,000 people all week. Um, the feedback I got from my buddy and the guy who was my boss on that incident event 
was you are usually right. You do a great job. You really know your position. You do, you're, you're awesome, right? I'm not saying that this is kind of the feedback, but sometimes your delivery is not great, right? Sometimes you're too straightforward. Sometimes you don't maybe listen enough and, and that's what you need to take in and say, okay, how can I do that better without saying, well, that's not true. Cause then you're just in that circle of the same thing you're, you're getting feedback from, right? So that was one of the, the best opportunities. And it, it's great if that can happen with folks that you actually have a really good relationship like I did with, with my friend. But I would suggest as a regular practice for every project that you are managing, that you are supporting as a project manager, that 100% you set up lessons learned that include things like communication. How was it? Did everybody understand the objectives? How, you know, how was communication throughout the project? And you just let people give feedback and honestly, right? And you have to take that in and improve on the stuff you need to. And like the Clifton Strengths say, focus on your strengths and keep building on them. So I hope this episode was informative. A very quick kind of review of Clifton Strength suggestions, my suggestions for project managers. If you're a budding project manager out there, definitely feel free to reach out to me. Uh, I'm not the, the global expert, but been around a bit. And again, reach out on LinkedIn, connect that way. Um, I just actually created the People Process Progress Professionals group on LinkedIn. It was a group focused on COVID-19 response to try and share some of the materials I had, which I did with folks, and it was great to meet some of those people. And now expanding it, right? Just like this show where we're focused on people's stories or you know how we interact with people, people are the, are the, are the main focus of really everything that happens on the planet um, or can cause things and processes that vary greatly but there's a lot of those common themes like i talk about with the foundational five of you know get that mission or, or your why um, get those objectives put your organization together get those resources and communicate that's that's really key and so if you are on linkedin uh, look for the people process progress professional group join it share your story um, also, you know, reach out to me, go to the peopleprocessprogress.com website and, and share your story. There's a, there's a be on the podcast link there. Again, you can listen to current episodes, archive episodes, and to kind of round out, like I said, I would do these, these foundational five for this episode. So we've gone over, you know, why and the mission, we gone over some objectives and some information here. Um, the organization was me, your friendly neighborhood project manager, Kevin Pinnell. Uh, the episode resource again, StrengthsFinder 2.0. Uh, so look for that book. And again, it includes a one-time access code to the online assessment. And communication-wise, on the socials, right? I'm on Facebook. Uh, on Instagram, the show is at PPP underscore pod. Um, on Twitter at PinnellKG. Go to peopleprocessprogress.com or peopleprocessprogress at gmail.com. There's links, subscriptions, all that kind of stuff. Thanks so much for all of you that have listened, downloaded, subscribed, reached out on all those various platforms I talk about. Please stay safe, wash those hands, and Godspeed.